Welcome to the Figure Booth Podcast with Josh and Nate. Whether you're getting ready for that commute, that workout, or sitting at home relaxing, join us as we talk action figures and collecting them. Now let's start the show. Welcome back, guys. Another episode of the Figure Booth. I am your host, Josh, a.k.a. Prime to the First. Hey, guys. It's Nate, a.k.a. FigureFan underscore Nate. And this is another episode. Episode nine. Uh, We're going to be calling this episode The Collective. I like it. So I'm going to say Josh is responsible for about 90% of the (laughs) titles of these episodes. He's way more clever than me. So I love the name of this, The Collective. You know, and it was funny because I was like coming up, oh, we got to come up with like a good title, something, it doesn't have to be like really catchy or anything, but just something that really like, it speaks about the content that, you know, the discussion we're going to have. And we try to storyboard it to a certain degree where there's just like a, a basic structure, but we don't want to like script out every single little thing we say, because we want to we have like a really natural discussion. But it was so funny because I was looking up, okay, you know, what's what's a good a good title for what we're trying to what's the theme that we're trying to get across and what's the meaning of a certain word where it's going to capture exactly what we're trying to trying to get across. Right. And when I was thinking about like, okay, what, what should I call the the episode? And it's, it just came to mind, you know, the collective. And I had one thing in mind, but it was funny when I Googled it, it was, that wasn't way off. It's not like I didn't know what the word collective meant. But it like I think resonated even more because when I looked it up, it was just like I was like, wow, I was dead on. Like I do know, um, I do know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, I think it's like it's one of those multi-purpose words. Like it's not just a a word that you describe for one thing. I think the collective is could mean the collective of the toy community. Yeah. Like we all come together as a group to support each other. It yeah. can be the collective of what you collect. So, yeah. you know, what's in your collection. That's your yeah. collective of stuff. Or, you know, we're huge Mezco fans. So our yeah. Mezco 112 collective. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> we can play with this so much. And it's so funny because it, it resonates all across the board. Like you hit, you hit everything that I was trying to get across. And, you know, as I'm looking it up and the adjective is, you know, done by people acting as a group. And that's that that's hopefully describes most of us. You know, we're all one huge group of collectors. But then when you use it as a noun, it's a cooperative enterprise. And that works, too. You know, we're mm-hmm. working all together. Um, and I've seen so many great examples as of the last week of collectors helping collectors trying to. Every, there's a lot of us out there on the hunt for those TMNT packs and people helping each other out. I love seeing that. Star Wars is really huge, especially since the uh, May of the, May 4th just passed um and even with mesco uh drops you know we we try to help each other i know you and i you know i'll try to snag one up and if i can snag an extra i will too Um, i think it gets i really love that we're focusing on this because i think it's one of those things that when you see new people in the community and i'm not saying everybody's like this i know there's a lot of people that join the community that are totally supportive of like helping other people out yeah but sometimes you see people that are like just in it for the scalping yeah or it's not a name that you've seen a whole lot of but they're posting you know figures that just went off you know that sold out on mezco for twice the price or yeah you know they're not really part of the community and I think yeah the toy community is much larger than just people posting toy photos or posting you know their dios or props it's like a larger community of people that want to support it and continue to invest into it yeah so, and it's really th- those uh, groups that I think is the bigger picture when I think about the toy community it's those 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 tight close tight groups where whether you're part of a really close uh, DM where everyone's all in the same like there's a Tuesday crew DM chat everyone's like we the conversations are from A to Z like one minute we're talking about what's what's for breakfast and the next minute we're talking about who's hunting for the latest figure um, and then there's other groups where, where I, I know we've mentioned Discord a couple of times, and some of those Discord groups are really good too, where they're dropping the latest um, items that go for sale, or hey, this is you know, this is the newest figure that no one's really heard of. I've really found out a lot about these third-party figures from some of these Discord groups, where they're like, hey, this is a really awesome figure, and that's how I discovered Soda figures. I you know the Felix figure. Um, 
there's so much out there. And I think it's the positive. That's really, I think our focus, what we want to go towards is focusing on the positive because there's with any community, there's a lot of toxicity out there, but I think the positiveness doesn't get, get enough credit because I think it's almost expected. It's like, Oh, it's, 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 I think much harder to always stay consistently positive. It's much easier to focus on the negative side where it's scalpers or people doing raffles or, or whatnot. I'm like, yeah, but that's for me, that's far and few. Um, there's much more good to the community where um, there's one group where it's a bunch of like uh, SoCal collectors. Um, and we started a, a DM and we've known each other probably going six years now. And one of the guys, he just hit his like one year anniversary. He made a video and it was really it was really inspiring to see he has so much energy and that you almost look at it. Cause I've been collecting since I can remember. Right. Um, but I, I sometimes don't see the figures in the same passion, the same light that he does. And he gets excited about every single figure. It doesn't matter if it's a Toddy Mac figure, it's a freaking statue, or it's a reuse of another Marvel legend with the, on the Bucky mold. Like to me, I see a Marvel legend now and I'm like, eh, just because I've, I think I've been with legends for such a long time that it just does. It's not, it just doesn't do anything for me anymore. Um, it, it's, it has to be really something out of a comic. Um, the MCU stuff doesn't do much for it. But seeing his video, he was like, oh, you know, a year ago, I only had three figures. And it was like 80th anniversary Thor, Captain America, and uh, Iron Man. And now he had like a whole bookshelf of different figures. It was Marvel Legends, NECA. He had some Storm Collectibles. He's, get, he's slowly getting into Mexico. But his variety of figures really spoke to what he collected. But then he gave all of us in the group like credit, like, oh, it was due to your guys' guidance or your or your two cents that really helped me. And the excitement, I mean, <laughs> I always kind of give him a hard time because he's he's excited 24-7. Like, he's he doesn't need coffee. Like, do not give this guy coffee because he's probably going to be running around like that Muppet meme that you see. If you type in run and there's a Muppet running around, that's him. Like, he just runs around. Every- so he's so excited. And we always give him a hard time. But at the same time, like, I'm a fan of that. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, I wish I, I, I would get still excited about some figures Instead, I'm like, eh, I already have that or I don't need it in my collection or whatever. But that's the positiveness. And that's what keeps the group collecting even more where I'm like, dude, you're so excited about that. Now I'm going to get excited about that figure. And sure, you know, let, like, let's start looking for other figures. And that's kind of what's pushed me into looking, okay, what else can I add to my collection? Yeah, I think that positivity is contagious and people are kind of attracted to that because, yeah. you know, there is, it's so easy to be negative. And like yes. you said, it's hard to be positive. It's hard to be the only person that's saying maybe a positive thing about a new Mezco drop when everybody yeah. else is trying to crap on it. You know, like you just see, like it's hard to protect that culture. So when you see that positivity, you try to almost embrace it. You try to like support people that support positivity. Yeah. And there's so many great people in the community that are doing things that do that. I just, you see it more and more now. Uh, but um, this is one of those communities that when I first started, I felt very kind of alone in and only yeah. because I was doing that to myself, you know, like I wasn't, I'm more of an introvert as it is anyways, but yeah. I wasn't trying to like expand and try to meet people. But over yeah. time I've just really been more open to that. And I've just, I've gained so many friendships and people are like, yeah, these are digital friendships. It's not always true though. Yeah, These are some people that, uh, I've met in person. These are some fr- uh, people that I've become, you know, I would consider them like best friends. Like we'll do a crime together and I'll be your alibi. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like Josh is somebody that I would probably commit crimes for just to help him out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, I need to get this new Mesco. We're going to hijack this truck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like, even in our discord, and I think a lot of groups have uh, struggles with this where they're trying to weed out the negativity. Yeah trying to protect that culture and there's so many people that are so quick to bring that down because they see what you have yeah they value that and it's almost like man i don't have that so yeah. rather than being a part of it let me try to dismantle this oh yeah for sure you know or try to get everybody on this bandwagon where they hate mezcos or yeah yeah you know, i saw an example of it with the black craig release kind of jumping ahead but so many people got so negative about that being a single release and then yeah. it wasn't strictly a toys chest exclusive or toys yeah. thing. I just don't understand that. Yeah. Like Mezco's doing what you want them to do. I'm still getting mad. Complaining about Mezco's being unavailable or hard to get their hands on. Here is Mezco saying, hey, here's another chance of having this figure. Mm-hmm. They did it with Black Skulls. They're doing it more and more and more. 
But you yeah. get the like a Mezco elitists out there that are like, oh no, that's an exclusive. It needs to stay an exclusive. And now I'm pissed because you just dropped the value of this figure for me. Yeah. Like, that's the like, wrong they, way to go about it. Yeah. I think what they did with the Black Skull Brigade, that, that was more than awesome because that first experience, oh man, I was like, I felt betrayed, backstabbed, all the above. I was like, I'm not going to get these damn Black Skulls. And I, this is obviously, I want a lot of the Mezcos, but I'm like, damn, I missed out. But then my wait list converted and then they offered them again. They offered them again. Where to the point where I think a lot of people that did jump on them and bought a ton of them, they're like, damn, now I can't double or triple my, my price on that. Where to me, I'm like, that shouldn't be the point. If you're collecting yeah. to double your profit, then you're you're missing you're missing the, the point there. But um Yeah, it's yeah. not about the money that you can make from these figures, it's about the joy that you can have from figures. And then if you see a friend that's doesn't, you know, get a release out. because they missed out, you see you know, the last few Mezcos have sold out in like 10 minutes. Yeah. Rather than trying to benefit off that friend and say, hey, give me an extra 60 bucks, you know, just sell it to him for retail and help him out because that karma, it's going to come back. Yeah. Somebody will help you out at some point later on. But if you continue to be like a shitty person and screwing over your friends, you're probably going to get screwed over at some point. I'm a, I'm a huge believer in that karma. Yeah, it definitely comes back around. And, yeah. you know, to, to continue the positivity um, May 4th just passed. We had a lot of Star Wars revelations and, and reveals and stuff like that. And again, it was it was received like 50-50, I felt. To me, I'm, I'm to the point where I'm like, anything's revealed. I don't it's I don't have a, a personal agenda where it's like, oh, these things on my list need to be revealed. If ha the Hasbro team does not reveal all comic book characters or I need to complete my X-Force team. And if they don't reveal uh, Feral and um, this other, you know, Richter, then that's it. I'm done with Hasbro. Like I'm gonna talk shit about whatever they reveal. I I just chalk it up. I'm like, hey, the wave's not for me. Um, and MC anything MCU like they re they revealed Quicksilver. I was like, I'm just not into MCU. Cool figure, probably like almost ten years too late. But hey, I, there's plenty of MCU fans out out there, and they loved it up. I'm like, that's awesome. One less figure for me. That's okay. I'm sure I'm gonna be able to find somewhere else to spend my money. Um, it's not it's not the end of the world. So I think um, right. a lot of times we're too quick to jump on that. Like, oh, this is not what I want. I'm like, trust me, you'll get what you want eventually. Yeah. I mean, Hasbro knows that there's people that are looking for specific figures. Yes. So if you don't get it this time, you'll yeah. probably get it at some point. But yeah, I mean, uh, shout out to everybody that was celebrating Star Wars Day. It's such it's one of those. It's like a holiday. It's almost like a national holiday now. Yeah. Because the entire <laughs> community gets on board. And, you know, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I might not show it as much on my page and I don't really collect the figures only because going back to the goal of collecting, like yeah, my goal of my collection is not star Wars. I've been tempted many, 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 many times, but I just, <laughs> I can't go down that new Avenue. So I, but I love star Wars. I love the movies. I'm a huge fan of the shows. I love the characters. I'm all about it. Um, so I just, I really appreciated the community kind of just blowing up on star wars day like you saw so many great photos from so many oh yeah great photographers in the community you know toying around had that amazing stream you did. Um, which we'll go into a little bit more uh you just saw a lot of that going on like just people supporting other people uh, you yeah. know and trying to just celebrate one common thing which is star wars yeah yeah uh, um i'm huge huge star wars fan um i have you know two older brothers that really uh, when I was a kid, they they showed me the originals. You know, um, they came out. The originals came out before I was born, but I really grew up watching the originals. Um, and then when they got re released, like, in, well, when Episode One and Two and Three got released in the nineties, like, I was at the right age where I was like, great, this is gonna be that Star Wars experience that everyone always talked about, going to the theaters and seeing all the cosplay. Like, I never, I always felt like I missed out because I didn't get to experience that with Episode Three, Four, and Five or whatever. You know, the first the first set. Um, so I was like, oh, okay. And it, I was like, it, you, you get all the jokes from like Jar Jar and the Phantom Menace and all that stuff. But seeing all those reveals and and when Black Series started first coming out, that's when I was like, oh, this is my time. I I'm able financially to now buy all the Star Wars figures that I want, and they're in a one twelve scale. Where when Black Series first came out, I was all into it. I was gonna that was like my, my chance to ultimate army build. Have that scene where you see all those in. Imperial Stormtroopers and Darth Vader coming out. So when the line first launched, I was like heavy into it, but it was so freaking hard to find these figures. Like I was hitting up everything between Toys R Us, 
Walgreens and guys were just buying them by the caseloads. Like it was crazy. Um, and in my area, I only have, I think I only had like two Toys R Us's and there were always like, it was just nothing was left except for uh, whatever was part of wave one. I can't remember that far back. You don't compare I, it to the current G.I. Joe situation. Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much full circle, G.I. Joe. Take note how many times we mentioned G.I. Joe <laughs> all nine episodes. That's uh, um, partly me. Man, so. it, and it was, the struggle was real because all really I only had one goal. I just wanted to get a couple key characters and as many stormtroopers as I could, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so after a while, I just got burnt. I was like, I can't keep up. And then they were releasing so many. It was between that black series and then hasbro legends i was so heavy into legends where i was like i can't keep up with both these are both they give you the ability to army build both on both sides so i'm gonna have to pick and choose and i was so already heavily invested into legends where i was like i'm gonna have to stop collecting black series um and just you know i i got enough stormtroopers and i focused on boba fett he, he is one of my favorite characters even though now Thanks to Toying Around, he, he's uh, presented his case that he's highly overrated in, in episode um, three where he falls into the Sarlacc, where I'm like, you know what? Both is highly overrated. Well, he, well, he was just a little cool, and he was very mysterious, and I'm like, yeah, he's awesome. What's he awesome at? I don't know. He he accidentally got pushed into the Sarlacc. Like, are you kidding me? And now, now that I think about it, and I, I'm like, man, that's a chump. That's a that's a what a way to go that sucks i'm like now i'm kind of pissed for boba but i'm glad he got redeemed on on the mandalorian yeah i mean it's boba's like one of those interesting characters where when you look back at the movies he doesn't really have any big moments you know no, he doesn't you see him in empire strikes back where they're trying to you know hunt down yeah the resistance and then you see him again in return of the jedi but that scene in return of the jedi is so you know underwhelming because he just it flies is. off and He's supposed to be a badass bounty hunter and he, he gets hit with like a broom or like a stick or something. Like, <laughs> like, like yeah, did you and over your shoelace? Like, it's like happened? the end of Boba. And I feel like they realized their mistake with not paying enough attention to Boba because he had such, he's one of those like, um, uh, gosh, what is it? I'm trying to say here. It's one of those like phenomenons where it's yeah, a character yeah. they didn't invest a whole lot into. Right. They didn't think he's he was going to pick up like, like he did, right? And he became a cult a classic. Cult. Yeah, yeah, he's got such a cult following where people are like, I want to know more about Boba. I want to know, yeah. you know where he Because they showed from. all the other bounty hunters, right? IG, right. all the, you know, Dunbar and everything. Yeah, and, and even Boss was cool, but it's like, I, I he didn't have any lines. He didn't have any hardly any lines. Like, no. he didn't even capture Han. Like, the Empire captured. Like, there were so many things that he really didn't do. He just was kind of walking around in and out. And that was it. Like, even when I first watched uh, Empire Strikes Back, which is part of my favorite, and then, you know, Return of the Jedi, I still was like, yeah, training for Boba. And then when he got knocked, I was like, wait, he's going to come back, right? And I was still still sitting there as a kid waiting. I'm like, okay, where where did he go? He's like, someone dig him up. He just fell into the sand. Yeah. And I was like, wait, that's it? I was so pissed. As a kid, I was pissed. I was like, no, that's not, that's not my Boba. Like, that's somebody else. Well, it's funny because when George Lucas ended up making the prequels, one, two, and three, he then starts talking about Boba more. You, you yes. can see he sort of realized his mistake. But then yeah. I feel like they took it a another direction they focus on Django. like yeah. okay who is the first boba <clears throat> right let's make it like a clone thing okay this yes. is making a little bit more sense yeah here's where boba comes from let's give him some backstory yeah and then in the mandalorian you see it even more you know it's not a spoiler now because it's been out long enough if you haven't seen this then yeah you're not a true <laughs> star wars fan yeah but he ends up surviving the sarlacc pick we find out and he's, no, he's a, a badass. T- he's a total badass. Again, he's got fully redeemed, I think, of the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Kind of like put him back on the pedestal. Finally. Like, I was like, okay, that's, I think that's, that's the idea of Boba that we had the whole time. I don't know. I feel like, I'm a huge Boba fan. I have a bunch, I have a bunch of Boba stuff. But when I hear Kevin on Toying Around just always like proving his point, I'm like, damn. Yep. I agree. He's right. <laughs> Overrated. <laughs> totally true. One way to yeah. take out Boba is just trip him. <laughs> <laughs> to sneak up behind him and trip him yeah he, he goes down pretty easy but it's just funny how you see stuff like that that you know ends up coming back around later on and then they create a whole show about the mandalore and what it yeah. is to be a mandalorian and what that's all about and now boba is huge yeah. again. in the book of boba and that's what everyone's anticipating that's going to be huge it's going to be i think uh, a great series and with that it brings more figures right it's gonna right we're gonna get the dad boba fett body so that's what everyone wants because right now it's, we got the Boba that he's in shape, but we want everyone wants the it's like the the 
bro thor everybody wants the bro boba with the with the gut and everything so yeah i mean disney is we talked about this a little bit last time it's my thing about marvel versus dc marvel and disney have the right idea of how to build their universe because let me add shows and movies that will not only add to the universe but add figure potential oh yeah and spinoffs and all this stuff like they're just they're generating their own money whereas dc's like let me make a movie that doesn't make a whole lot of sense and doesn't sell figures and then kind of throw that idea out the window like they just they need to take a note from marvel and disney because yeah. marvel and disney's doing it right yeah warner brothers <laughs> doesn't know what they're doing no dead on and i think you're bringing up a good point which leads us to our next we we're talking you mentioned uh kevin from toying around in his stream uh that he did yesterday for may the 4th and he had a guest who brought a really interesting point throughout the stream. He, he mentioned something that really, it, I think it sparked something. Um, and I think it's a great conversation starter where they're talking about, and if you guys haven't, definitely check out his stream because it's he, he has uh, an amazing special guest. He has the Hasbro team on there. Um, and they talk about, for a brief moment, you know, what inspires your collection? And how are toys just not intended for for children? But it's really those those pieces of plastic take you to a different time for some. You know, it's like it's like a, a timestamp when when you were a kid, and it takes you right back to that place, or it reminds you of a certain memory, or um, it gets you invested into the story. And I think, like you know, to your point with Disney Plus and the Mandalorian figures, they've reached across the aisle and brought in a lot of marvel fans that weren't really necessarily considered themselves star wars friends i know a lot of people that weren't necessarily like the hardcore star wars fanatic but they were really invested into the mandalorian because of the story and how everything was going and then they go hard on anything black series now man mandalorian and then they start they realize oh man these these figures are really living to the potential of not only the story that they build but now i want to get more involved into the star wars universe I mean, yeah. I have friends that they've gone and they've picked up stormtroopers and now they're army building. Whereas a year ago before Mando, they were like, eh, Star Wars. Yeah, it's a black series and eh, whatever, you know, and they were just passed pass over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Kevin. I really enjoyed his stream uh, for Star Wars Day. He had a partnership with Toys R Us and his special guest, which I apologize if I butch- butcher the name, Paul Sun Hyung Lee. Nice. Uh, yeah. Who, uh, who was actually, he starred in the Mandalorian as an X-Wing fighter. Yep. Uh, really cool. You know, just a big celebrity guest. And he's, you know, you think about these guys are like, okay, they're on star Wars. Yeah. They're on a Disney show. I mean, that's like, that's big time to me yeah. because yeah. I don't know anything about that life, mm-hmm. but then you see this guy on the stream and he's just like everyone else. He's just like every, you know, a, a toy collector. Yeah. He loves toys. He enjoys collecting. Yeah. You know, you look at his background. He's obviously a collector. Like our, back, our background, but better, obviously, but yeah, a collector. It, he's a, he's a, he's a definitely part of the, of the positive collective. Right. And you can, you feel like, okay, I can relate to this guy. You yeah. Know? Like he lives a completely different life than what I'm used to. And I don't know anything about being an actor, right. but I saw him in a show. Yeah. I have much more appreciation for who he is. And now I get to kind of relate to him as a person. I think it's, it's awesome. I love seeing stuff like that. People that are actually creating the content that we're enjoying that also can relate to our lifestyle and the, the collecting and the appreciation for it. Yeah. And I think, I mean, one, uh, Kev did an amazing job with the stream because it, it's one of those streams where I'm not even interacting with the chat because I'm so glued to what the conversation that they're having, the dialogue that right. they're creating. And so many valid points where I'm like, oh man, I'm enjoying watching them open these figures and going over the retro and giving their 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 insight on that. Um, and that to me, that's where I was like, man, this could be a really good, good discussion. And you know, what inspires your collection? What currently kind of pushes your collection? And where, you know, like, where do you for you for you, where do you what inspires your collection right now? Well, it's like, so I had a period and we talked about this briefly, sort of yeah. in goal for collecting, but like I had a period where I stopped collecting for a while. You know, I thought it was too cool for collecting. Yeah. I was growing out of it as a kid and going into high school and middle school. And I was more concerned about friends and all that stuff. And yeah, collecting figures back then was just not cool. You know, um, yeah. you were kind of a nerd at that point. So I got out of it. And then the thing that really got me back into it is what made me feel like it reminded me about being a kid again. 
I oh, went okay. to like a local comic shop. I saw a, uh, you know, Kenner carded Dark Knight Returns or Dark yeah. Knight Collection figure, uh, the old Bruce Wayne. And it just immediately brought me back to being a kid again. I was like, man, I got to get back into collecting. Yeah. You know, so the the drive for Batman and DC and that nostalgia. Yeah. That's really what inspired my collection that I have now. Yeah. And that's why primarily I'm a DC Batman or TMNT fan. Yeah. Because when I was a kid, that was the stuff I was always collecting. That was the stuff I was the most passionate about. Yeah. I collected Jurassic Park. I collected, you know, Marvel stuff. All that stuff. Ghostbusters, yeah. you know, He-Man. I was exposed to all of it, but nothing really resonated with me as much as maybe Batman and TMNT. There's just something about that. Mm-hmm. So for me, that kind of inspires a lot of what I collect now. Yeah, And it's that nostalgia train. You know, we, we yeah. talked about this before, but making me kind of go back and feel like I'm a kid again yeah, um, really makes me appreciate what I have now. And, you know, the, the inspiration nowadays is more of like, and Jason B. Michael said this all the time, but the figures are more of a tool for my toy photography now. Okay. I've, yeah. I've discovered, yeah, like yeah, I've discovered the passion of photography mm-hmm. and being able to mend that with my passion for collecting. Yeah. And it gives me excuse to play with the figures, you know, yeah. that's part of the reason why I stopped being a men on card collector. I was collecting everything men on card, <laughs> but you just can't, you can't appreciate a figure like that. It's no. not meant to be enjoyed just on card. It's meant to be, broken out of the plastic it's meant to be played with you're supposed to discover the articulation you know what can i do with this what is the paint deco like so now it's more of like a blend of the two like what's going to give me awesome photos what inspires me to create new content and what makes me feel like a kid when i'm messing with it you know yeah kind yeah of like a blend of all that no yeah and like when i when i was hearing paul talking talking about how like the toys really inspire the collection and really keeps you young at heart and it it hopefully keeps you with something in mind where it's like and we've talked about this before of like what's the end goal for your collection but not necessarily being and for me like what inspires that collection is I don't necessarily have to be a completist because when I was a kid I was a completist to a certain extent but I just wanted to have anything and everything that was cool whatever show I like like one minute I could be all into uh, X-Men and I'd have a bunch of X-Men and then you know all of a sudden Spider-Man would come on I'd be all into Spider-Man and then Batman the animated series and I was so I was like you know I, I don't want to really restrict myself to like oh I only collect legends and that's it um, I really want to get a little bit of everything and and just really go with the flow and lately I, that's I think I've been enjoying collecting more because I find myself where I go through these ruts where I'm just trying to collect just to keep up and that's it and I'm not really enjoying the figures where I'm just like, okay, this is the latest and newest. I got it. Cool. I pre-ordered it. Awesome. It's in my cart. What's next? Pre-order, like, And that cycle can get really tiring where you're just like spending all this money. And I think that's where you get to see a lot of collectors just kind of get burnt out and they sell, they, they do like a fire sale, right? Yeah. But when I was hearing Paul speak, I was like, yeah, you know what? Just reminding myself, like, how was it when I was a kid collecting? I remember I just wanted to have fun. And it goes back to like, having that one guy in our group anthony he's just he's really excited about figures in general he has one figure and he man he messes with that thing for like a good solid week maybe if not longer you know there's other guys out there uh that do like they keep they put a you know a figure in their pocket i'm i don't i don't like having stuff in my pocket so i don't have no figures in my pockets but i have some lately i've been having more and more figures on my desk where now i'm like okay i can only keep two figures on my desk because i almost had like a whole freaking army two weeks ago of a clash of Mesco, uh, some storm collectibles and and some toddy Mac figures. And I was just like, okay, there's too much, but keeping like just having that figure and not just buying them, ripping them out of the package and throwing them on the shelf. I'm like, okay, I'm done next figure. Now I'm really kind of going back to the roots where it takes me back to being a kid and let me mess with this guy for a little bit, you know, close them up. Um, Hopefully that leads to me taking pictures because I have a lot of ideas, hopefully of getting back into some photography. But again, that's like, we're going back to the collective of being around those that really motivate you to collect for, for all the right purposes. You know, I'm not collecting to keep up with um, everyone on Instagram, but instead I'm keeping up just so that way I'm either taking pictures, like you said, making, making the, the figures a tool of the photography and I'm learning to tackle photography or it's just like, I really love the character. I'm going to go out there and, and hopefully find it and buy it. You know, I think it's a good point though. You bring up something that, I think is 
gets kind of lost because we're all in such a race yeah to acquire this next figure like oh a new Mexico drop let me go grab yeah. it you know yeah. this new <clears throat> target exclusive just hit it i see it in person do i really care about it no but it's new so let me grab it you know yeah. it's like are you opening the figures that you get yeah and if you're not is that a figure that you really are passionate about or is that just something that you raced to acquire because you had fomo you know right. i'm a victim right. of it too i'm not saying i'm perfect i do it all right. the time yeah where i'll see a figure that pops up and i'm like man i gotta grab it because it's probably gonna be hard to find you know yeah. And then it comes in hand and I don't have a lot of inspiration to open it up. And it makes me think like, why did I even buy this figure? You know, yeah. do I have inspiration to open it and play with it and take a shot of it? Or is it just going to sit in a box for, you know, five or six months and then I'll eventually get around to it. And there have been figures that I've sat around and eventually I open it up like, man, yeah. why didn't I ever break into this earlier? Yeah. But I think it's that, I'm almost acquiring, I was at a point I was acquiring too much to really fully appreciate. So I think if I, we can give anybody advice, you know, fully appreciate what it is that you're buying. If you're a Minon card collector, that's cool. I got nothing against you, but maybe take the time just to fully appreciate what it is that you're getting before yeah. you go throw it up on the wall or before you go throw it into a storage box, because that's not fun. Yeah. You know, you're just spending money and it's going and sitting in a box somewhere. But if you can actually enjoy what it is that you're buying, I think that's that's the end goal for me. Yeah. Is that, you know, if I'm gonna spend my hard-earned money on it, and you know, nowadays, you know, it's 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 expensive to be a collector. So if I'm gonna spend money on it, I'm gonna make sure I fully enjoy whatever it is that I'm getting. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, and you know, it's it's funny because then once you really start to, I don't know, like it reminds me of that scene in Hook where that kid's looking <laughs> Robert Williams' mouth and he's like looking for Peter. And he's like, oh, there you are, Peter. Like that's where I'm like, where the yeah. hell is the, the kid in me? Where I'm like, oh, and you really start to pay attention to everything. You know, sometimes I'm like, man, maybe I need to go back to reading comics. And I just started reading Saga. Cause I know you're oh, a man. huge fan. Yeah, I just started reading Saga. I love that um, comic. I'm loving it. I'm really liking it so far. At first I was like, what, what the hell's going on? It was a little weird, but uh, I just finished chapter, like I think it was book one, I don't know. I just started reading it uh, um, probably like a week ago or so. So I'm liking it. I'm really liking it. Um, but I remember whenever I, were, ever I would get like in a, in a funk or I would just kind of feel out of it, reading a comic book would always like get me, the creative juices would just start flowing. Like it really didn't matter what comic book it was. Um, just reading a comic really got, got the juices flowing. Um, recently, I've been playing this game, Outriders, and that's kind of really got me into like, oh man, I like the character. The story is there, but it's just the way he looks and, and the fun factor. I'm like, man, I wish I had an, and a lot of times I remember being a kid and playing certain video games and being like, man, I wish that I had an action figure of that. And now we can almost do that. There's a lot of fun behind kit bashing and stuff like that. So I did, you know, last, last episode, I mentioned, I bought some blank bodies. I'm really getting into this, trying to kit bash. And I, you know, the one guy that I think about when it comes to kit bashing is none other than 796 dance studios he's a kit bashing master so he could teach me how to dance and then kit bash at the same time so i've i've told him my ideas i'm like oh and i was stuck you know i was like how am i gonna make this uh figure or this character into like figure form i'm like i don't even know where to start i'm just staring at this blank body and of course here comes mario cha-chaing his way into it <laughs> and he like gives me two ideas he's like oh you could do this and then this and i'm like dude genius <laughs> genius level and then he cha-chas his way back and <laughs> two ideas. you're saying that he cha-chas oh it's killing me two, uh. two ideas but that that got the ball rolling and i was like see this is this is why it's good to have like this good close knit of friends where yeah i give them crap all the time but i'm like dude this is what i want to do i sent them the picture and i'm like this is what the black he's like oh try this head try that you know and i'm like okay go make me some soft goods and and then a cyber dial and then we'll, we'll be we'll be solid but yeah man it's the outriders game has really got me back into like kit bashing and just trying my hand at it you know the other yeah. thing that really um i've been messing with is like this 21 hour challenge thing where a couple months ago i had attempted to start my hand at digital drawing and i was doing a lot of uh digital drawings on using procreate and stuff and i can't draw worth crap like i can't even draw a straight line using a ruler but i put in 21 hours and you can see on my page like some of the drawings where I first started and you know big shout out to Mike High School Creations he was really the one 
that pushed that idea out about sticker swapping and just getting that again, putting that positive vibe and in, in, into the universe like that. I was like, man, that's awesome. I'm going to get behind that and support Mike as much as I can. And yeah. using his hashtag and he would have this thing where, you know, it was every Sunday he would do everyone that would use the hashtag and, and kind of participate it. And that motivated me to continuously push for this, not only this 21 hour challenge that I had seen a while back when I was in college, but also learning a new skill. And at the end of that, not only did I become really good friends with Mike, but then I was able to actually like draw. And some of the stuff when I show my wife, she's like, wait, did you draw that? Or did you just like screenshot it off of Google? I'm like, no, no, it was like, I actually drew this. And now looking back, I'm like, damn, okay, what's the next thing? So between my dance lessons with Mario, I can only kitbash a, kitbash a, uh, a figure while I'm cha-chaing with them in the kitchen. <laughs> Uh, Mario, I know it, I, it probably wears on him a little bit that everybody talks about the dancing, but you know, Mario, we, we know you, you got all kinds of skills, man. Yeah. You are an inspiration for the community, your dio skills, your transition skills, your cha-cha skills, <laughs> your kit bash skills. I mean, it doesn't matter what you do, man. You're an inspiration. So we love you, Mario. But yeah, I think you, 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 you put on a good point where yeah. like for me, um, I'm not known to be, even though I take toy photos, I'm not the most creative person. You know, yeah. I don't create like people like you that sure. create dials or props or stuff. It blows my mind. So I'm like, I don't even know how you've begun to yeah. think about that. Or like, where did you start? Yeah. You know, but that's one thing about the figure community is that I see other people's ideas and it inspires me to try stuff like the kit yeah. bash, you know, you're talking about. That's one thing I love about the rumble society from Mezco. Yeah you know, they almost inspire kit bashing because mm -hmm. it's like, we got all sure. these figures that are fairly similar. You can swap all the parts out. It's made me explore that a little bit more and get more, you know, quote unquote creative yeah. with myself and not be so stuck in my ways. Yeah. There's so much inspiration out there in the community. Uh, that's one thing I, I really love about it is that yeah. you can talk to anybody. You can go find any kind of page and you'll find something that probably inspires you. Yeah, for sure. But, um, <clears throat> go ahead. It makes me think about like just really quickly um, the toys nowadays. Yeah. Do you feel like toys nowadays are really for kids or are they for people our age that used to grow up with toys as kids? Oh yeah, for sure. I think they're more for like those eighties, nineties kids that had, at least for us in the States, we had a brick and mortar Toys R Us. It's like, those are the kids now, now we're adults and have that disposable income that we can just buy a, a, a thunder tank or a great castle skull or you know whatever has, has lab sentinel you know it's those i think yeah they they throw i think the kids toys is very minimal it's like those mini brands or it's right whatever is tiny it's like small because i go with my kids i have two little ones i have um i'm gonna blank out but i have a six-year-old <laughs> daughter and a nine-year-old son and, you know, we hit up Target. We Sometimes we hit up Walmart. But we hit mm -hmm. up Target and we go down the toy aisle. I'm the one leading the pack. I'm like, hey, let's, like, look at this. And yeah, like there's Roblox toys and like some Minecraft stuff. And they're just like, eh, yeah, I can play with that in my app or I can play with that on my tablet. I'm like, no, but you got the action figure. Like I remember playing games. Yeah, I played the turtle game on the NES. That drove me bonkers and I hated it. But I still would go home. I still would play with my playmates turtles. Right, right. They're like, eh. And my son's really into dino dinosaurs. So he has all the Jurassic Park stuff and everything like that. So I'm like, okay, that's there. And I try to push that. But yeah, they're like, all, I'm the little kids and there's no little kids in the aisles. It's me and all these other freaking collectors looking for either, you know, whatever is on our list. That's who I'm competing with. Like, I, man, like sometimes I see them and I'm like, like earlier today, I went and there are literally three dudes surrounding this uh, girl from Target stocking the shelves for, she had like her, her the rack out of toys and stuff and it was all nerf stuff and like was, and the guys just look so just they're like so almost like pissed they're like that's it that's all you got and she's like yeah that's we just brought the load off the truck like this is she's like yeah we, we're getting weird shipments like they either send us a bunch of uh nerf stuff or we had lego stuff and then one guy's like where's all the hot wheel stuff and i was i just seen that i'm like look at you three dudes what are you guys doing like chill let her at least like put the stuff out on the shelves no they were like he was like well can i open this one and like they're volunteering to open up boxes for her Oh, uh, that to me, that part, I hate that part. And I'm like, yeah. uh, I'll just wait. Like, I'm not going to be here standing in line with these guys. Yeah. I mean, those poor Target employees, I feel oh. like they get a bad rap. And I know, you know, there's probably some out there that are doing the wrong thing. But yeah. I think there's probably a good 95% of them that are just trying to do their jobs. Yeah. You know, so 
don't get mad at this person because that target doesn't have the figure that you're looking for. But yeah, going back to what you're talking about, like I don't have kids personally, but yeah. the current generation feels more of like a digital age. Oh yeah. Where, you know, I'm dating myself when I say this, when I was a kid, there was no internet. <clears throat> yeah. You know, my enjoyment was the physical figures that I had. I created my own worlds, you know, yeah. play with them. So yeah, nowadays I feel like action figures are really meant for the older generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are, kid toys out there but it's a totally different dynamic yeah you know like a mezco is not intended for a kid that's intended for the adult audience and it even says that yeah so i think just think it's interesting you know that the whole old word of a toy people immediately go back to this oh that's for a kid yeah nowadays i don't think that's necessarily true i think toys in the traditional sense are not really the action figures that we collect. They're more of a simplified version of that or something that is meant for a child. Yeah. But what we're collecting is really meant for people that are our age, that are adults that can appreciate this now as adults and they can afford it. Yeah. Um, I just think it's interesting because it's not like that old word of toy yeah. has evolved over time for me. And, and when I think like I have, I mean, obviously I have kids, but what, what when I think about them, I'm like, man, you guys are missing out because you're never gonna, you're never gonna know what it, what it used to feel like going to Toys R Us. Yes. Like to me, that was an epic, epic feeling because, as I got older, I went more and more. But when I was a kid, I think from like the time I was born to like I was ten, I would only get taken to Toys R Us, like maybe once a week, maybe or it was for sure my birthday, or Christmas. That was it, like twice twice a year, right? It and was my a big older, event. my older brother would take me to Toys R Us, and he's like, you can pick as long as you can carry it you can you can have it and you know the doors were open and it was toys from wall to wall like it didn't matter what it was you know everything from the jingle and everything i was like you know i might as well have had it tattooed on my arm in third grade because i was like a hardcore toys rest kid right and yeah, it was, I like, it was up, like a sorry it was, like, it, was, it was a cult it was a cult we're all yeah <laughs> it, seriously it was like an event like it was something that my mom would dangle over yeah. my head yep. you know yeah. hey you want you want to go to toys r us okay yeah. mow the lawn yeah, I'll take you to Toys R Us. Child Rest. labor was approved. They're like, yeah, I'll let you pick one. Change toy the oil out. in the in the truck. Do the brakes, and I'll take you to Toys R Us. <laughs> I was eight, but I was like, sure, whatever. And man, <laughs> knowing that I only had you know one selection while I was there, like I didn't get like yeah. four figures. I got yeah. one thing when I used yeah. to go, and so yeah. I would think about that so hard. Yeah, that I want. I could get this Jurassic Park figure, but yeah, I'm yeah, gonna, this new Batman just came out. Maybe I should get that Batman instead. Yeah. you know, like, and it was a. It was a fun time. Like I would just explore the aisles. My mom would get so pissed. Like, and, are you gonna pick something out, or what are yep, we doing here? Easily forty-five minutes. And you know, now thinking back, like as older me, I'm like, oh man, I would just pass by all the video games. I would just mm-hmm. pass them by because you know the Sega Genesis. Every like, I would just pass them by, and I just hit up, and it was like aisle after aisle after aisle of toys from like as far as I could see. I'd look up, and I'm like, man, how far high up? And Every single peg, again, every single peg was full of toys. Like it was just like stacks and stacks of toys. There was no shelf empty. It was like, and it was so funny because the other day on, on one of the Facebook groups, a guy posted a picture. I think it was like in the mid nineties and it was like Swamp Thing and some WWF figures and uh, visionaries and stuff like that. And it was just, and Robin Hood the with the Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. And there were so many figures on the pegs that they were like falling off and Everyone, that's what they were focusing on. They're like, look, look how much inventory is on there, which probably was a major cause of like the downfall. But there was so much inventory. It was like toys were everywhere, right? Where the other day I posted a pic of my local Walmart and it was like nothing but pegs and like two toys. And it was so funny. I got so much reaction on those pictures where it was, I got a bunch of sad faces, a bunch of us just backed like saying, oh, my Walmart looks the same. Everyone was crying that day because I walked in and I was like, man, this is a sad-ass Walmart. That, this is why I don't even come to Walmart. Why yeah. am I going to bring my kids and tell them, look, let's go down the toy aisle? There was nothing for them. Like, there was nothing for me. There was nothing going to be there for me. And that Walmart has been like that for a good, I kid you not, like six months. And I was like, this is like, it's, you might as well not even have a toy section because there is nothing, it's nothing but pegs. And I think they even took the pegs down now because it's just so freaking desolate down that aisle. I'm like, might as well be throwing down a tumbleweed down this aisle. Yeah, and it's stuff like that where when you see that a new figure is announced and it's like Walmart exclusive, you're like, great. Yep. I got a Walmart that hasn't been updated in a year. So yeah. I'm never going to see that. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll go to eBay for that one. But yeah. that cracked me up. I got a lot of reaction from that picture 
where a lot of people they're like oh man that's that sucks for you like my walmart sucks but it's not that bad one guy oh man one guy cracked me up because he was like i'm gonna go to my walmart return some figures and tell him to send them to your store i was like (laughs) send these to my buddy josh okay yeah that was yeah that was was a i I liked talking about that big shout out to kevin at toying around um he you you guys kind of in paul you guys inspired this this conversation this week yeah for sure we appreciate you if you guys have not checked out toying around which you know are you hiding under a rock at this point yeah Go check him out. Go sub to him. You will not be disappointed. And he has a lot of aliases, so they may not know him by turning around. They may not know him as the Butter Baron or part of the Butter Nation. The Butter Baron. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Lord of the North of the Butterfall. Like, there's he goes by a lot of aliases. So, and he if you inspires, see a butter stamp, or if you slip on butter, most likely it came from Kevin up north. Yeah, because of Kevin, I now put extra butter on the biscuits that I eat, <laughs> and I make sure that I open every figure that I get. Oh, yeah. We do that. I, I buy uh, and I uh, invest a lot into butter when I go to Costco. I buy pounds of butter and just throw them in the freezer. Is that carry gold? <clears throat> I'll take two cases. Thank you. <laughs> I'll bring the truck out in the back. Right. I'm just going to pull my truck around, just load it up. They're like, what? I'm all, Kevin sent me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, get the butter. Oh, oh yeah. The Kevin, butter baron yeah. sent them. Yeah. We know him. So uh, shifting topic, because we we, uh, we talked about that a lot. Uh, we, we do have a couple other things we want to cover. Uh, new pre-orders for the week. So we got Craig, the Pale Driver, which I had to go back and check the name. I thought it was the Pale Diver, but no, yeah. it is indeed the Pale Driver. So this is the like third a wrestling move, but, or it, a move it, just in general. It's like, it's, hey, honey, you want me to go try the Pale Driver? It's one of those or things diver? like I, I wish they would explain <laughs> the name because when I think about it, I'm like, I just don't get where they're that's yeah. coming from. You know, but it's like uh, something Nasty Nate would try. Hey, you want exactly. to try the Pale Diver? <laughs> <laughs> I got a new move, Jason, the pale driver. <laughs> Get ready. Um, but yeah, it's the third Krig that we've seen. So now we have the Blood Force, which is the red. Yeah. We've got the Black Spartan, which is the black version. And the pale driver, which is the white and black aesthetic. I got to say, this might be my favorite version yeah. so far. I and think I'm a huge fan of the white and black aesthetic. Yep, totally. And usually, like, I, I love everything. Like, stealth black. I have the stealth black Batman. Mm-hmm. I got the Baron Benz. But when the Krig all... The black one came out and i was like oh, i don't know i'm not really feeling it it definitely looks cool but you know now that i'm thinking about it i probably passed on it because it was a swag bundle i should have freaking picked up the single one that they offered now that makes sense but the white yeah the white and the, the contrast with it it really pops i think the parts that are white really pop against the black fabric that Me i was too. i was on the fence but i and i was like nope i like them and if i don't i can always trade it for some pink skulls or something yeah, I immediately started thinking about like something that's going to pop in shots. Yeah. You know, it's really just going to, you know, set itself out amongst yeah. the rest. Cause I like the Black Spartan. Yeah. Black Spartan, you really have to kind of like put some, at least for me, I have to put some color on to really get it to kind of pop. Yeah. Um, I yeah, haven't cause... really shot the Blood Force one, but I feel like the Pale Driver is going to be one that's really, yeah, it's going to look awesome in shots. And, and just it was from so amazing, amazing, amazing photos. I mean, and it was so, wow. it was so funny because even before because i mean you know with mesco drops i just put in the cart buy it and then i go back and look at the pictures as soon as i saw him i was like oh he would look look really cool with baron my baron bands because mm-hmm. the craig's all white and baron's all black and then i was going i'm like oh look there's a picture already great like great minds think alike i'm probably yeah. never gonna take a picture now at least not that great but that's <laughs> that's exactly where my thought was going with that um yeah and they have one more color left the yellow the yellow which is um gosh now i can't or something or Wasps, uh, <laughs> something hornets. Yeah, yeah, hornets. I thought it was like killer wasps because Wu Tang. But I'm gonna be really interested to see because, like, in the comic, that version has a different helmet. So uh, I, I really hope they stay true to that comic and give us a different helmet. Uh huh. It's gonna be the most unique looking one if they stick to the comic version yeah, yeah. because they've all had kind of the same look just with different colors. Yeah. Um, so I'm really interested. Oh, the murder hornets. That's what it's called. Oh, the murder hornets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that'll be the the fourth one in the Craig, and then maybe we'll see some. It makes sense. That's a funny murder hornet, killer wasps. I'm like, the shout out, and then it's black and yellow, like Wu Tang. So black and yellow, black and yellow. Well, that's not Wu Tang. With Khalif. I know. You know. Come on. Don't. (laughs) We're gonna lose a lot of street cred. Don't be doing that. (laughs) Uh, And then the other pre-order was Bishop, which this has been a long time coming. They showed Bishop. Gosh, I think last year's Toy Fair, like yeah. 2020 Toy Fair, 
if I can remember. It's a long time ago. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. It was 2020 or 2019. I don't know. Who knows? It's been a while. Um, I like the Bishop. I'm kind of hoping for more of a Jim Lee cartoon version. Yeah. I, I, I do like this figure. I think it looks awesome, but I'm more of a fan of the classic style of Bishop. I yeah. get it. This is kind of like the Mezco eyes version, but it yeah. just doesn't speak to me quite as much as that Jim Lee. I like them, um, but I might, I might hold off until, until after, because the only reason, like, I do like Bishop at the bet. I'm, I'm there with you more of the Jim Lee style. If they would offer like a different version, cause this is like a armored version where I, I see him and I think more kit bashing. I'm like, oh, I could put a different head on them, make them almost like a, I think like gears of war type of character you know yeah um so yeah i was like okay bishop looks it's one that i was like i totally forgot about bishop i'm like oh when i saw the pictures i'm like oh yeah they revealed bishop a long time ago um but wonder woman should be shipping out soon and i got noticed for charging for what that new wonder woman yeah so one stop toy shop was saying yeah. that uh, he's going to be getting his soon which um that's another one that's dried up i think we talked about that at one point but yeah and i'm excited for that hopefully that. it's on a new buck I hope so too. Um, they really need to update the female buck just to give it the double jointed arms and legs at least. Um, so we'll have to see. I'm, I'm interested to see how that one comes out. And the Pel, uh, the Pell driver, does he have like a coat or he has like a... Pell driver, he does come with, um, so they all have kind of like that cloak that they yeah. wear and his is definitely like a white version with red lettering. Oh his yeah, I know it, it really popped. Yeah. His, I guess he's, I don't know what the numbers are specifically. I know the black Spartan, uh, Craig 13, he's kind of like a standalone. Yeah. But uh, pair of drivers, they have a four. So I don't they're know obviously gang ones. members. So yeah, and it's then, definitely <laughs> the, the gang is getting heavy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are kind of the new pre-orders for the week. Um, and then what, we want to cover some nasty nays, dirty tricks. Well, before your dirty tricks, Plastic Confessions. We know oh, yes. Our, yes, Plastic Confessions. So and Plastic Confessions, <clears throat> um, I'm going to let Josh handle this one because I'm going to disappoint the audience, but I am bone dry on new figures this week. I've got nothing that came in between the last time we talked. You're just out in the streets with your bag of cheeseburgers. That's yeah. it. I'm one of those guys that would not be a good uh, guest on toying around this week. You're, you're just going around just, I got these cheeseburgers, man. I got these cheeseburgers. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say the other part of that. Line, <laughs> no, I know. But like, well, let's just stick to the cheeseburgers. Yeah, but yes, cheeseburgers. This, this week I am on. Uh, it's our monthly enablers edition. So by the time you guys do hear this, the enablers uh, episode had or, has already aired on Thursday, and you will see what I have what I did open. Um, but it's gonna be a little bit of a theme and, and duo set where I got um, some of the Raptors that were on sale for like eight bucks. I picked up a bunch of those. So now I have like six and then I found the Samuel Jackson figure, which I wanted to get him with the, for the computer. But who doesn't want a Samuel Jackson figure, you know, computer so and then up. hopefully he can hold his butt. Yeah. So uh, that's, that, I was going to start the episode with, all right, hold on to your butts. But then I figured no one's going to see the figure. So I'll right. just wait until uh, do it on turn around. So yeah, I got my John Raymond Arnold. Um, and then I, by chance on May the 4th, I did find a, a, several uh star wars figures um which i passed on most of them and i picked up some for some fellow collectors and i sent them out their way um but i, I saw two gi joe figures on the pegs first time ever i think since gi joe has been announced and i had to pick them up so i found two zartans sent one out to high school creations and i have my zartan so i'm super stoked for that because that's really literally been the first joe i've seen out in the wild open up um, a community i love that because I don't ever see Joe's. Yeah, no, no one ever does. It's like the chupacabra. Seriously, it's like a it's Wendigo. Elusive, it's the elusive beast. Yeah, and then my Target pre-order actually came through. Well, it wasn't a pre-order, but I caught it. Like I was checking Target, like one night, super random, where I couldn't sleep, and I don't even know what time it was. But they had that um, deluxe Star Wars Return of the Jedi Boba Fett that everyone's been picking up and stuff. And I was like, oh, I've been. I kept passing them up. Or I kept missing out on him. So I finally got him and then he got delivered uh, yesterday. So I'm going to be opening him up tomorrow on unboxing. Nice. So I'm really stoked because all my other Boba Fits, they're all in their mock and on card. I didn't open up against your tips that you just gave. Um, I'm like, I was <laughs> well, feeling bad. You were judging me over here, but I was feeling really bad. I stayed quiet. But now I have one to unbox. And apparently this one's the best one. So 
Yeah, I mean, you're you're. I, I feel like you're holding on to it because you want to be, you know. And I know this is going to air on Sunday. It's going to be after the episode. But if you yeah. want to see what Josh got, if you want to see an open it live, yeah, go check out the stream on Toying Around on YouTube, and you'll get to see Josh's pretty face and his <laughs> happiness of opening all these figures. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm stoked for that boba because I've been hearing nothing but great stuff, and everyone has them already. So I'm like the last kid on the block, which is fine. But late to the party. And then I got a couple of random figures. I got a Fortnite Legendary Series Agent Peely, which I just thought, well, they're really fun. My daughter likes playing with my Fortnite figures and he's in a suit. So there's nothing else fancier than when you're in a tux, you know, you're ready to fuck shit up, you know? Those Peelys are awesome. Um, yeah. I've been tempted to grab him myself because it's just a great stand-in character. And it's fun because he comes with two inter- interchangeable faces. The other Peely I got is just like the basic one. She plays with them off and on. But when she saw the faces, she was like cracking up. She's like, oh, so she was really excited. So I, I got I got it mostly so I can one open it for the show and then two, she can play with it too. Um, and then I picked up an AEW figure where I'm not really into wrestling, but this guy's name's Orange Cassidy. He has um soft goods, a soft jean jacket and a shirt, but his hands could go in his one of his pockets, looks like that really intrigued me. And he looks like a good background character that I can just uh throw up in there and take hopefully start taking some good shots so you don't see any figures that can actually put their hands in their pocket yeah and he looks just like the average joe you know so like right from arcades and average joe guy in his pocket like flipping a all he needs is a toothpick in his mouth and flipping a nickel that's uh very old school but yeah <laughs> that's cool <laughs> yeah so that was my uh oh and then last but not least shout out to that that bat metal uh he is my legend and sometimes mesco well no, mo, uh, the other time mesco plug out in the community is instagram's dat bat metal d-a-t b-a-t metal uh i picked up my infantry cobra troopers and that he sent me five of them well, you know i bought five Dang. of them so yeah little mini army building um and i was stoked i got those just in time um and after at the end of the day i came home received an email from hasbro pulse that they have shipped my other infantry because i was only able to get one and my other zartan that's been pushed back so at the end of the day i'll have six infantry troopers and then i'll have an extra zartan it's rain and joe's at josh's house right now finally that's a rare thing finally struck oil so yeah that was that was my plastic confession for the week that's that's an epic haul yeah yeah nice all right well um we will cover nasty nate's dirty trick for the week and for this week, um, and I've said this a couple of times in some of my posts, and sometimes you see it like, you know, I'll post a couple of different images, but get try to get multiple angles from one setup. So like you spend all this time creating these setups for toy shots and you, you know, you put in the details and you pose everything correctly. And you put in all the props. And sometimes I feel like it's just such a waste of time to only get one shot to post. Yeah. So for me, I'll either utilize that setup for another shot or I'll try to get a different angle of the same setup. Like, okay, let me try maybe a portrait instead of a landscape, or let me try a, a down angle instead of an up angle. Yeah. Or let me try to go from the left instead of the right. <laughs> you know, I think if you're going to spend all the time to create the scene and you're going to try to pose your figures and you're going to set up all the props, try to get multiple shots that you can use so you can maybe utilize it more than just one time. Cause then it won't feel like such a waste of time. It'll feel like something that you've actually been able to utilize a little bit more. So that's my, my trick for the week. Freaking genius. I wish you would have told me your, your tip, like before I had posted my picture, I just took a picture for Kevin's uh, unboxing this Thursday of uh, one of the storm collectible skeleton. And I, I was like, let me pose them first. I posed them. And I was like, yeah, this is working. Dropped the boxes <laughs> all over the place, but then I only took, one from one angle and now i'm thinking i'm like damn i that took me oh my god you don't even want to know how long it took me that's what i'm saying i love uh, that picture by the way and i want some of those boxes so yeah stay stay tuned to josh's page because i'm more to come yes those up at some point that that's a that's a project in in the works that is hopefully going to be uh i'll be revealing a little bit later um with different options because people have reached out and showed their interest yeah, I think that's going to be awesome. I, I really love the way that those came out. And it's just immediately started inspiring me for toy shots. So yeah. I'm excited yes. for you to put those up. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, they are tedious, and um, but they're fun to make. 
Um, yeah, I'm sure there's they're small, so I can only imagine. <clears throat> yeah, and I it got... takes a lot of time to put them together. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that is going to be another episode. We are coming to an end. Uh, we appreciate you guys for hanging out and always sharing our uh, episodes when they go live. I know there's a ton of you out there that are just consistently showing that support. Uh, we appreciate the feedback. Um, as always, I've been your host, uh, Josh, aka Prime to the First. You can find me on Twitter under Prime to the First, Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah, I can't echo that enough, guys. Just thank you so much for all your support, uh, the DMs, the shout outs, the shares, and the stories. It just continues to surprise us. Uh, so, really big uh, appreciation for all of you. We see everything. So, thank you. Uh, I have been Nate, aka FigureFan underscore Nate. You can find me primarily on Instagram, but I'm also on TikTok as well. It's getting those, those videos, those dance videos, the cha-cha lessons. I'm trying to learn from 796, man. I'm telling you, 796 Dance Studios. Don't forget to tag them. Thank you, guys. You guys have been listening to The Figure Booth.